the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. Monday edition, a gorgeous sunny day. I'm telling you, Phil was wrong. He got it all wrong. Sprint. I don't want to get ahead of myself. How much confidence can you put in the rodent? (laughs) I I mean, I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to diss him. I'm just trying to say it's not like I have a soaring confidence level prior to now. Well, it's either that or the Farmer's farmer's Almanac. What do you got, Uh right? So, yeah, I mean, it's it's springtime out there, right? I just told you, there were seven robins in my backyard this morning. Seven. So they know. They know. Springtime's. They know. I hate to say it out loud, but I am. Mm -hmm. Spring is here. Spring is here. I'm saying it. Yeah. It's February 13th. It feels like springtime. Look at the rest of the week. I know we're going to get snow. Of course, I know. Listen, tomorrow's 55, Wednesday, 68. Thursday, 62. Okay, then the rest of the week we got them. But 50s and 40s. Okay. We're good. Uh, I'm heading to Nashville later in the week. Yes, you are. And the day that we will arrive, which will be in the evening, the Mm. evening of the day, Mm. is 73 degrees. The next day is 39. Mm -hmm. How do you pack for that? Well, we're going to miss the 70-degree day, oh. so we'll just really be there for the 3, 30, and 40 No, wait. It's still early in the week. Okay. Right? Thank I mean, you. A front may move through, or it might, you know. I like right? that. A front may move through, Kath. Yeah. I mean, it may move through here. I mean, a front <laughs> may move through, he says. I mean, well, I'll contact Phil and see no, what Phil says. No, it's just all the beautiful weather we're going to miss. Well, you're still here with the beautiful weather. Yeah, and it was a, it's a very nice day out. Lovely, so I don't mean, lovely I, indeed. I don't mean to whine and complain. You got a Super Bowl hangover? I do have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. Uh, uh, I had to do with the coffee ice cream with mini chips that I ate at about, I don't, I'm guessing it was like 12.15. A.M.? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's when it was. What? Yeah. I was in bed. I, yeah. I had been I easily was, an hour under my belt I at that was point. not in bed. What the heck? Yeah. Because here's the thing, well. you have it. You have to celebrate. Do you know what I mean? You no, have I didn't to- celebrate. You didn't. Who? Who am I celebrating? The Super Kansas Bowl. City. Well, why not? They're not the Steelers. What am I of celebrating? Wait, no. so you so you didn't look at last night as a celebration of no. any kind? No, I did not. Really? No, I was just watched the football game. That's weird to me. Well, it's weird to me that you would celebrate. It's a Super Bowl. So what? It's like a high holiday. The, if the Steelers were in it, I would be all excited. So you had no celebration yesterday? No. No, what am I? I like, don't understand I'm, that. Is that what you're talking? What do you mean a celebration? Like you're running around the house going, "Yeah, football." To exactly. A, I don't know me. No, you know what I did? I bought a bag of chips. I bought a bag of Cheetos, and that was pretty much it. What am I doing? <laughs> Who cares? And I came home from church and started cooking. Oh my! Well, my wife, God bless her, she made some gorgeous chili. We had that. Okay. Fabulous. That was easy. That was easy. Oh. 
Since you, didn't, since you didn't have to do it. God bless her. Uh, seriously, God bless her. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't celebrate. I went to bed. I can't believe that. Watch the game. What do you mean you celebrated? It was like... I. It was a big deal. I came home. I made... I made Uncle Wayne's white chicken chili. I made shrimp. Oh. I had it all ready to go. Then I took a nap. We woke up. We had a party. <laughs> Your husband didn't stay up late. I know. No, he he did stay up late. He was up till ten. That was that's oh, late that for is him. Pretty late. Yeah, yeah, that's late for him. So you watched the entirety of the game. Uh huh. Yeah, we watched the game. Yeah. It was a good game, wasn't it? Yes, ended it was really badly. good. Ended really bad. I felt it was bad such for the a, It was like it fizzled at the end. Well, a minute or so left because I thought they were going. Was that a penalty? Well, it definitely was holding. It definitely was, but I saw why, do, why do you call it there? You don't. If you haven't called it the, the entire whole game, game, why are you calling it there? Right. And I get it. I mean, they gave up I mean, Kansas City at 24 points in the second half. So the Eagles, you know, yeah, Kansas City deserved to win, but I thought the Eagles would get another chance. Here's the thing. Do you remember when, I don't remember which chief it was, that caught the pass, and this is this is on the their very last drive. This is Juju. We saw Juju four times. I know times. we did. He got four it passes. It might have been Juju on the. No, I don't think it was. I don't, actually don't think it was. Um, ran over to the sideline and sat down to keep the clock going. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, he's six inches from scoring a touchdown. Yeah, he chose not to. He chose not to because mm-hmm. he wanted to run the clock out. Right. Now, if the kicker misses. Yeah. Okay, then you go to overtime. Right. Right. What? If I were the – I mean, I know – No, that was a – No, no. You run in. You get your points when you no, can get them. Because they don't want to get – there was too much time in the clock. Get, what, Those guys are so explosive. I get, back I'm, and forth, back I and get forth, it. Back and I'm forth. just saying, wouldn't you, wouldn't you lose your mind if you were a Kansas City fan, the touchdown was there for the taking, and you I, don't win the game? That was good coaching. It, all, all it ultimately goes into overtime, and you lose the game. Wouldn't you hate yourself? No, of you wouldn't. You would hate yeah. you. Yeah, of course you would. How about th- that audio from the first from the miss? That that should be that kicker's ringtone. Is Dink. It? Oh, that was, that, was a, that was a pretty sound. It was a bing. That was a yeah, it was a painful sound. Mm, it sure it? was. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was a really really great. That was game. a great game. A great game. I felt bad for the Eagles, Me and too. I'm sorry to say that you've won. Uh, I won the uh, mm-hmm. the the unofficial office poll. Yeah, what you was won. The score? Uh, Thirty-eight, thirty-five. And what was I? What was my? Uh, well, I don't know because I ha- I didn't bring my notebook in, so I'll get it at the break. Oh, I see. What you're so upset? I, I win, and then we don't get it, like verification. Look, if you would have won, you would have brought that exactly. notebook in. You would have had a party. See, if I was, if I won, I would have brought the of notebook. Of course you would. But I don't really care <laughs> since I lost. Do you understand? <laughs> That's a poor sport. No, I'm just. That's trying. a real poor sport. I'm just trying to be honest about who I am. All right, that's our Super Bowl recap. Yep, that's it. We're going to talk <laughs> about messy, we're going to yeah, we're going to talk about Super Bowl ads at the bottom of the hour, four twenty-five. <laughs> we'll do a little uh, pass through the ones we like the best. Okay, let's get going. Um, and at the five o'clock hour, we'll talk about he gets us. Mm-hmm. All right. Without further ado, please, Kath, give us the uh, the news update. The top four at four. I can't believe you didn't celebrate. I can't believe you made it a, like a deal. It's- what time did you turn the game on? Uh, right, oh, about an hour before. Oh, jeez. You had to wade through all that? I didn't do that. There were some good things in no, there. No, no, there was. no, there was not. Shh. For Monday the 13th, February 2023. And I listened. Number one. Listeners were right.
The White House. Is that Rick? <laughs> the White House press secretary sought to put to rest any questions about whether recent objects detected in the national airspace are tied to aliens, saying today that quote there is no indication of extraterrestrial activity related to the handful of high altitude objects shot down in only a nine day span. The reassurances that aliens are not behind the unusual activity happening in the sky came a day after Air Force General Glenn Van Herc, who heads NORAD, was asked if authorities have ruled out extraterrestrials. His response, I haven't ruled out anything at this point. Mm, okay. Aliens are still on the table. Uh, according to him. Very nice. Number two. Listen to the story, John. This is really something. Missouri has launched a multi-agency investigation into a pediatric transgender center after a former caseworker alleged that children were being routinely prescribed puberty blockers or hormone therapy without appropriate or accurate mental health assessments, the state's attorney general announced today. State Attorney General Andrew Bailey said, quote, we take this evidence seriously and are thoroughly investigating to make sure kids aren't harmed by individuals who may be more concerned with a radical social agenda than the health of children. Oh my God. The investigation was launched two weeks ago after Jamie Reed, who worked as a case manager at this transgender center from 2018 to 2022, alleged that the center caused permanent harm to many of the patients being treated. She went on to say in an op-ed published in the Free Press, which is a new website uh, started by Barry Weiss here from Pittsburgh, who used to write for The New York Times. uh, She concluded her op-ed by calling for a moratorium on the hormonal and surgical treatment of young people with gender dysphoria. The center apparently prescribed hormone therapy to patients as young as 13. Reed also alleged that the doctors at the center didn't share information with patients and their parents about the possibility of sterility following hormone therapy. She raised concern to doctors at the center for years and was discouraged from tracking adverse outcomes of patients. She wrote in her op-ed that her experience has led her to support a nationwide moratorium on gender-affirming care for young people. And number three, are you ready for this? More than a 1,000 children in the U.K. at the NHS's controversial child transgender clinic were handed prescriptions for puberty blockers, according to a new book. They're likening this to the doping of East German athletes. The Gender Identity Development Service at Tavistock and Portman in London will close later this year after being slammed in a report today amid accusations it was rushing children into puberty-blocking drugs. There's a waiting list of up to two years. The controversial clinic has treated at least 9,000 children since 1989. In a new book, the former clinicians at this clinic have spoken of their regret of how the clinic regularly prescribed children under the age of 16 with puberty blockers. Children as young as aged just three years old were living as the opposite gender with an altered name, appearance, and pronoun. And number four, the Chiefs beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl, 38-35. That's your top four at four. Jeez, okay. How about that? Let's take a break. Let's let's uh, clear the slate here. Uh, coming up next uh, from the White House, Greg Clarkson joins us uh, after that news update. I appreciate the aliens coming in here. We'll be right back. Greg Clarkson, SRN News, White House correspondent, live from the White House. WORD. This week on Truth For Life, we're looking at circumstances through the lens of God's sovereignty, His sovereign plan and purpose. Find out how this perspective can radically change your views on life and love. 
and then we'll see Providence at work in Esther's story. Study with Alistair Big on Truth For Life. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive, and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 Plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B, looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65 Plus. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. South Point Telecom specializes in electronic chimes for your church or community center. Replace or upgrade your existing bells with affordable, high-fidelity musical carillons. This is Don Hoder with 30 years experience at South Point Telecom with audio, video systems, office phones, and computer cabling. Phone me now for a quick, affordable price. 412-646-6262 or go to southpointtelecom.com. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy show. First guest out of the shoot on a Monday afternoon is Greg Clarkston. Greg Clarkson is the SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, how are things? Hey, things are good here in D.C. Hi, John, Kathy. Fabulous. So, uh, Greg, happy to see you. And we're going to talk about your Super Bowl party uh, before the end of this segment. So just <laughs> just know that. Um, right. Close encounters of the third kind. The uh, I heard that the um, White House press secretary came out and said no aliens. Um, but there's some concern because the head of NORAD said he wasn't ruling anything out. Uh, where are we with what's getting shot down? Yeah, you're right. The uh, the head of NORAD, uh, U.S. general, had said that uh, he was not, not ruling anything out when he was asked about this yesterday, whether uh, there could be aliens or extraterrestrial beings of some kind responsible or behind these flying objects that have been uh, so in the headlines and have been downed. Uh, you know, three times over the last few days uh, over North America. And today, you're right, the press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, right at the top of her briefing, said that she'd been receiving a lot of questions um, 
and the government had been receiving questions about this, and she was trying to, in fact, rule out that it it was aliens. And then later, John Kirby, who's with the National Security Council and handled um, really all of the questions about uh, these downed objects at the uh, hour-long briefing today, he also said Americans don't have to worry about aliens when it comes to these aircrafts, these these objects. Reassuring words, (laughs) right? Yeah. Now, I, I... you know, to be honest, I think there's maybe just a little bit of wiggle room for the White House because Jean, uh, Karine Jean Pierre said there's no in, uh, indication uh, uh, that aliens are involved. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. if for some reason it does become apparent that aliens are responsible, there you, is a little you, bit of an out. You, you know, it's bad though when <laughs> when when, can, when Canada shoots you down. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's a serious issue. So not aliens, but maybe JFK Jr. Yeah, it's all it's all in this hush hush uh, part of American history and intelligence and all the rest. I mean, I mean, look, there are serious questions, and the, to be honest, officials uh, are acknowledging that a lot of these questions are unanswered right now. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons is because the debris from these most recent three downed objects, separate from the China balloon more than a week ago, but these last incidents, Friday, Saturday, Sunday over Alaska and then over the Yukon territory of Canada and then between Michigan and Canada yesterday over Lake Huron, those three incidents uh, were, you know, those objects all were downed. Debris from those three areas are still in the recovery process. And officials say it could be ta- it could be some time before all of the debris is collected. And then, of course, put together and analyzed and assessed in, in some kind of way that would be informational uh, and would provide, um, you know, some sort of an idea to American officials who owns or owned these objects, what their purpose in the sky uh, was in the first place. And it should also be noted that the White House is simply defending these actions of taking down these objects primarily because these three objects were flying between the 20 and 40,000 altitude range. Uh, and that's right in the uh, the range of civilian air travel. And so uh, for an abundance of safety for air travelers, sure. these were taken down after they were assessed to be unmanned aircraft. Right. Now, of course, we're making light of this, but as you're yeah. saying, this is a very serious matter, Greg. Well, we really, in peacetime, haven't seen this kind of uh, military activity over the skies of the United States, taking down objects for which we we still have a lot lot of questions. And um, it's interesting, the White House and, and the Pentagon, they say there is no question that that China surveillance balloon was, in fact, able to gather intelligence, that it was it was it was completely different, uh, both in size and its maneuverability and its uh, obvious purpose in the sky versus these last three objects. Okay. Now, so a lot of a lot of people are asking, if they're not asking uh, the alien question or in addition to the alien question, uh, you know, we're, we're asking, well, why all of a sudden then mm-hmm. are we um, right. having these objects? You know, three days in a row, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And one possible explanation and and the department officials uh, at Defense Department officials and the NORAD officials also uh, saying this and then again repeated here today by the White House is that obviously since that China balloon a week ago plus. U.S. and Canada through NORAD have enhanced their radar okay. capabilities. So they they may have done so to the point where they are, are better detecting objects okay. that may or may not have already been flying over our, our North American airspace to begin with. Okay. All right. So maybe it's just increase, yeah, or increased diligence 
um, that has yeah. led yeah. to these and not perhaps. And so, of course, that begs the question, how many things are up there and what have we a been lot. missing? Right. Probably a lot. No. It, it, yeah. It, yeah. So there, there is. You're right. Higher scrutiny now because of that China balloon incident. Um, and that's one of the possible explanations. Um, there's still, as I said, uh, unanswered questions here. And it, it does still beg the question. You're right, Kathy. You know, how many are up there? We obviously know about other countries with uh, China uh, with, with satellites in in the sky, including from China, um, and what the differences would be in terms of you know uh, low speed, uh, non propelled kind of aircraft or balloons or objects of some kind that are really just sort of you know riding the jet stream versus you know satellites that are uh, you know orbiting the Earth uh, at a much higher at a much higher level. Interesting. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston is with us. Greg, let's move forward and talk about the. Biden administration. They've announced that uh, the president, Joe Biden, will be traveling to Poland next week in support of uh, Ukraine. Please tell us those details. Right. Well, we are approaching, uh, sadly, of course, the the one year mark of the Russian invasion into Ukraine. And it's been um, it's been a, a fairly brutal war there. And the United States, along with Western allies, have been very supportive of Ukraine uh, in terms of uh, providing uh, military assistance, uh, humanitarian aid, and all, all kinds of uh, other support here over these past now 12 months. And so uh, Poland, which neighbors Ukraine and has taken in so many refugees and has been um, obviously a, a close and staunch ally of the United States and, and NATO, um, that is going to be the location of the president's visit next Monday and Tuesday. Uh, he'll be going to Warsaw, giving a speech there, meeting with officials from the region, from other countries that feel threatened by Russia mm-hmm. and maybe are not, uh, you know, they're flank nations in that, you know, NATO region that are are feeling the pressure or at least the potential threat of Russia because of what has happened to Ukraine. So really, it's it's a it's going to be a show of American support that the president is going to be highlighting while he's there. And at the same time, really um, doing an effort to try and and keep together what has been a, a very strong international coalition mm-hmm. in the face against uh, Vladimir Putin. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, tell us about Nikki Haley. It looks like she has thrown her hat in the ring. Yeah, it, she's going to be making it official uh, by uh, from everything that we know this Wednesday in Charleston, South Carolina. She's the former governor there, and she's also a former Trump cabinet official. Remember, she was the ambassador, U.S. ambassador right. to the United the Nations. And, um, you know, and it's 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 really interesting because Donald Trump, he thought very highly of her in that role. And I think was genuinely sad to see her leave his administration before uh, it was done. But it's also interesting uh, on the part of Haley, because uh, back in 2015, 2016, when that uh, presidential race was ramping up, she was not a fan of Donald Trump. In fact, she first backed Marco Rubio and then backed uh, Ted Cruz, I believe, and then ended up joining the Trump administration and then later said that she would not run for the presidential nomination in the GOP if Donald Trump was in the race. Well, Trump is in the race for 2024, and she has decided that she's going to change her mind on that point and is going to throw her head in the ring. She's 25 young, 25 years younger 
than uh, President, uh, former President Trump. And we'll have to see if uh, age and, and other factors and the fact that she's a, a female candidate uh, and daughter of Indian immigrants. So she's got a very interesting resume, an interesting relationship with Donald Trump. And that's going to be something to watch. Yeah. So it is. Is it about that time, Greg? I mean, you know, in a typical presidential sort of ramping up, of course, the the president, former President Trump has already thrown his hat in the ring months ago, it feels as though. And now here's Nikki Haley. I'm sure other Republicans are looking at this, trying to take the temperature. Is this the right thing to do? What about my allegiance to the Trump's administration? I mean, I, I would imagine in the next coming months, we'll see more and more names step forward. I think we will, John. And if you go back to 2016, when we had so many, you know, 16, 17 Republican yeah. uh, candidates, those those uh, Republican primary debates started in the fall of 2015 ahead of, for example, the uh, the caucuses and first in the nation primaries that began in January of 2016. So if you use that sort of as a template uh, for 2024, um, anybody who would be serious about running for the, the Republican presidential nomination, certainly by the end of the summer and into the fall. And so okay. we're really in terms of organization and fundraising and travel to key states and regions of the country um, over the next few weeks uh, and a couple of months. That seems to be a, a likely window for a lot of people to uh, jump in if they are considering to do so. Very good. Mm. Well, Greg, John and I are at a little bit of an impasse. Uh, I can't understand why he did not have a Super Bowl party, like really celebrate. And he's mystified by the fact that I did. Uh, I mean, I know the Steelers aren't in it, but I feel like it's a national holiday. Greg, can you kind of settle the score for both of us? How did you and your family respond? Well, uh, it's a little different than maybe either of your uh, scenarios there. Uh, I help. I've for years have helped out with our church youth group. And in previous years, uh, we've had, you know, youth group kind of Super Bowl parties, yeah. but we've moved away from that for a couple of different reasons. One of them being that some of the some of the teenagers who show up at youth group on S Super Bowl Sunday, they're not really interested in the game. Oh, that's and that's why they're there. Mm hmm. Um, so we've we've actually at our at our local church have moved away uh, from having a Super Bowl themed youth group that night. And we just have a, a regular youth group gathering. And so mm -hmm. I was a part of that. So missed I missed it. most of the first half. Okay. Um, but I was I was home in time, uh, you know, to watch the entire second half. And so it was a, it was a mix of being together with uh, some mm -hmm. young people and then uh at home on the couch, and my wife and I just watched the rest of the game. So I mean, quiet. I will say that's a good answer. An that's excellent. a pretty good answer that How he can gave I compete us. With I don't that? think we can compete with that. But no part. What about snacks? Was there anything special? Like, we... He was working. Probably had a sandwich. Yeah, I mean, we had. Uh, I mean, you know, we had hot dogs, which we don't usually have, I guess, in in January, or February. But that okay. was on the menu for our youth group okay, game uh, that okay. night. But, I mean, I was um, eating coffee but, uh, ice cream early... with chocolate chips at twelve fifteen. Yeah, well, that's uh, that sounds like a Super Bowl festivity yeah. to me. I was in bed. Okay. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, I feel like you missed out a little I, bit snack. No, but... Greg, he's at serving the local <laughs> I church. I know, I know. Like I told you. I admitted that was a good answer. Greg, fabulous. Thank you for Greg, your service. Greg, good to see you. Well, thank you. That's <laughs> just what it happened. Right. <laughs> have a good week. See? I like you that. You have a good week. I like that. Well, thank you. All right. Take a quick break. Come back. Oh, what's up? Oh, we're talking commercials. Yeah, Super Bowl commercials yeah, coming up next. Greg only saw half of them. <laughs> Listen in, Greg. <laughs> 
love you. A bushel and a peck, a bushel and a peck, and a hug around the neck. Hi there, it's me, Marsha, from the Spring House. So, I'm wondering, what are you planning for your Valentine's sweetheart this year, besides a hug around the neck? How about a fun candlelight dinner at the Spring House? We'll be serving a delicious four-course meal featuring wedding soup, reunion salad with honey balsamic dressing, grilled marinated flank steak, celebration chicken romano, pearls cheesy potatoes, buttered fresh green beans, Bev's secret recipe brown rolls, pink lemonade and coffee, and your choice of homemade dessert. When we served this at Valentine's Day last year, my son Nathan even said, Mom, when I get married, that is the exact menu I want for my wedding. Oh, my. All that good food plus wonderful serenading by amazing local artist Bob Podish. Hop onto our website at springhousemarket.com to make reservations for you and your sweetie today. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE. I truly have never worked in a place that I've loved so much. Kara Bell, principal at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon. The feeling is so warm and open when you walk in. They're very passionate about teaching, passionate about the school, and they love the children. Everybody's willing to step up and help one another. There's just so much love there and compassion for each other. And it's just a nice, warm place to be. Imagine, believe, achieve. Jubilee Christian School, K-8 through grade. Now enrolling for the fall at jubileecs.org. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace at Google Play or the iTunes App Store. We'll see partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 28. It'll be mild tomorrow with sunshine giving way to increasing clouds, high 53. Cloudy tomorrow night, a shower in spots late, low 45. Wednesday, mostly sunny, breezy and warm. Temperatures approaching the record set back in 1954. It'll feel more like spring than winter. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 67. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Super Bowl last evening. Of course, it's not just the game that we're there to watch because the Super Bowl ads are part and parcel of the tradition of the whole thing. For sure. And so every commercial that comes on in households all across this fair country, people say, oh, that was a good one or that was stupid. I thought it was a less than 
stellar crop this year. I thought it was much better than normal. Really? Mm-hmm. Because last year I felt like all of the ads were about movies. This year they were all about movies. I thought they were less about movies than they were oh, last year. Man. But I, it's, a, it's very boring to just have one movie out after another. Oh, it sure was. All the Marvel, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not going to see these movies anyway. Probably. Right. Did anything make you laugh out loud? Uh, yes. The guy who gave up rap for Triangle. <laughs> oh, oh, right, right. That, so, was, that was a very that was funny, funny ad. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Everyone all that of a sudden. That was, a... uh, I don't even know what that was an ad for, to be honest with you. Triangles. Okay. No, oh, know. no, it was Doritos. Of course, right? the black Doritos. Yes, I thought that right, was very right. yeah, funny. Yeah. I thought that was very funny. Yeah. I also like the, oh, y- you think you're a rock star? Oh, Gene Simmons from yeah. Kiss. So, or no, that, that, guy, that was Ace Frehley, I think. Ace Frehley, okay. Yeah. But, oh, that guy's and, a rock star. And Ozzy, right. Gary Wright Jr. And then there was another guy who I couldn't identify. But I thought that was mm-hmm. very funny. Guy's a rock star. Yeah. No, he's not, no, a, rock not star. a rock star. He works in an office. Right. He can't be a he's rock star. not a star. rock star. My favorite of it was the uh, Adam Driver, uh, Squarespace. Oh, yeah. This is a website about how to build websites. Right. Adam Driver at the very end. It was, I thought that made me laugh out loud. Yeah. I thought Mm -hmm. that, I thought that was a good one. Um, What about the husband and wife with the dog who are on hold? Oh, oh, that was good. So those are, I don't know who those people are, but they're married and that's their actual dog. Okay. So, I thought were. I thought the dog was great. Excellent. I thought, and we've all wasted like days of our lives on hold, hold waiting for some hold, stupid right, thing. Right. Oh, that was Billy Idol. Billy Idol in the rock star one. Oh, okay, yeah, right. Ozzy. Oh, and Joan. I forgot about Joan Jett. Yep, she looked great. She yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, John Travolta. Oh, and I, I think I said Gary Wright Jr. I meant Gary Clark Jr. Okay, John Travolta. That was and the Scrubs guys, right? I thought that was funny. That was T-Mobile. Doing Greece, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. Did you ever watch Scrubs? Oh uh, yeah. I never did. Yeah, I watched it. Did it, you like it? It was fun. Yeah. yeah. Like first season. Yeah. Okay. Good. Light, easy. I mean, throwback, old television. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I thought that that was a good ad. How about the uh, the rabbit hole thing? The big rabbits. That pe- was funny. Picking people up and throwing people in the rabbit hole. Yeah. That was very inventive to me. It was. Yeah. It didn't change my life, but I thought TV. it was good. What about the um, the absolutely like tear inducing one about the little girl, the farmer's dog? She's growing up with the dog. Oh, that was excellent! And then she gets the married, dog, and she has a baby, oh, and then gets the dog. Old, the kids grow up, and they're yeah. If you had wasn't an old that dog, a sweet ad? Yeah, it was well executed. Oh, it was beautifully yep. done. I really love that. Uh, how about the dancing man in the water fountain or the TurboTax thing? You remember that? Yeah, I didn't no, really. You wasn't, you no, know, I didn't really care about that. Steve Martin. Uh, is it acting or is it really good? Yeah, Does that was okay. Pepsi Zero or Coke Zero or one mm, of the two? Yeah, Pepsi Zero. I thought Trend it was Mac. a good ad simply because I'm sh- Pepsi Zero has to taste bad, so they okay. didn't come out and say it tasted bad. They no. just said walked around a make, little bit. Make, right. Yeah, I liked it. What about um, Will Ferrell? Eh, okay. I thought that was funny. That's like the zombies, right? Yeah. The guy bit, the zombie bites him, then he becomes a zombie. I like he goes, and he was in Stranger Things. He How ends about, up in a bunch of different TV shows. Tony Romo uh, as Bill Murray. Nah, that was Caddyshack. Great. A lot of old references. Yeah. I mean, like. What, what about Dave Grohl from uh, the Food was Fighters? Excellent. Like all, Canada. The, all the stuff that kids. They like, invented this. They did that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Okay. All right. And we'll talk about He Gets Us. That's a 450. Oh. We're going to come back and Those talk about- Those are the about, best ads, especially the five- they, they were two of the best ads- The second in, ad? In the whole evening. Oh, that was an excellent It really ad. was. Yeah.
All right. Uh, who ta- oh, York Moore's coming up next. Yeah. York's the head of the CCO. We'll talk to him next. 101.5 WORD. She was giving me the ultrasound, and she turned on the sound, and my baby had a heartbeat. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you could provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY, or go to wordfm.com. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month. And that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. It was 1986, John. Actually, it was the very beginning of 1987. And I'd heard about this conference called Jubilee. Mm. You were a kid. I was a kid. I was 18. And uh, it was like, you know, you're going to go learn about vocation. I was like, I barely knew what vocation meant. But I went because a bunch of my friends were going. So I thought, yeah. why not? Why not Could go? be fun. Yeah. So I went down for the Jubilee conference, uh, February of 1987. And I can say, without a doubt, truly, that it changed my life. I had never considered before that a Christian who goes into a line of work like medicine or banking 
or walking dogs mm-hmm. could be in ministry. Someone who works as a cashier at Aldi. Could be in ministry. Right. Because to me, in ministry meant you were a pastor. Right. And everybody else was just, we were just, I don't know, Christians just going to work and going home Someone who's a plumber, a baker, right? A financial analyst. That weekend, complete, it just changed my whole view on really? what my schooling was like, what my work was going to be. And I, I've never gone back. Fabulous. Such is the Coalition for Christian Outreach, located right here, right here in the city of Pittsburgh. R. York Moore is with us. He's the president and the CEO of the uh, Coalition for Christian Outreach. Jubilee is this weekend, 17, 18, 19, downtown at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Hey, York, welcome back. Hey, John and Kathy, my friends. Great to hear your voices. So, York, you heard my story. You've probably heard it before. Um, That's the real deal, though. I'd never heard that the message of vocation, I'd never thought of my future career as something in which I could be a minister, basically, you know, living um, according to what God had shown me and being filled with the Holy Spirit in my actual work. Um, So... I'm sure for a lot of students today, it's just as, you know, upside down and uh, I don't know. It just, I'm sure it's like it was for me for kids today. Yeah, it's going to be 1987 for somebody this weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be somebody's moment to step into a relationship with Jesus for the first time, a deeper understanding of what it actually means to give your whole life to Jesus Christ, a deeper understanding for vocation. The Jubilee Conference has been reaching generations of students for the last 50 years, and uh, tens of thousands of people have come through this conference, and and just like you, their story is never the same. Yeah. So, York, it's hard to imagine, you know, how much culture has changed over the last few years, and so the CCO, in their intentionality of proclaiming Christ as the Lord of the universe— you had to adopt, adapt to this new generation, not necessarily change the message, but mold the message in a different way. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. And we're excited. This is a generation like none other. I mean, it's a generation like we've never seen before. It's the largest generation in American history. Um, people call them Gen Z. I, I pay more attention to the birth cohort data. We also know that from this birth cohort data, This generation is the largest unaffiliated generation in all of American history. Now, that doesn't mean that they're anti-Christian. A lot of people misread that, and they think, oh, you know, there are less Christians than there's ever been in American history. That doesn't mean that they're anti-Christian. In fact, I think what we're actually seeing is the beginning of one of the greatest evangelistic opportunities in American history, because this generation doesn't come with all the religious baggage and all the bad experiences from church. They are genuinely, authentically open, and we're seeing students come to Christ all over this country. For people who are past the age of college and they think, I don't even understand kids right now. You know, it just seems like the world has completely flipped over. I don't really want to have anything to do with it. I don't really get where they're coming from. Youth culture. What would you say? I would say it's time to hope. Uh, It's time to hope again. You know, this is not... uh, We're going to have a number of um, social media influencers joining us this weekend at Jubilee. Uh, I'm I'm a social media influencer myself. I've over 600,000 followers on TikTok. I've reached over uh, 300 million people through my TikTok ministry. And uh, I'm telling you right now, young people who are on this platform, they're largely young people. 
uh, they are authentically open to spiritual conversations, and we're seeing students come to faith in Christ. Now, it's interesting, this Jubilee, this particular Jubilee is our very first in-person conference since the pandemic, and we have now more first-time registrants coming to Jubilee than we ever have in the conference's wow, history. great. Oh, and that is exciting. Right? We're very excited because these they're not coming because they've had a previous experience. They're coming because they're hungry. There's a hunger for God. We're seeing it down in Asbury right now, revival yeah. breaking out there. Southern California, mm. there's a revival breaking out there. God is doing something in this generation. And what I would say to those people who don't understand this generation, maybe have doubts or fears, it's time to hope again because God is on the move in a big way. Fabulous. So obviously as proponents of this, and of course being on college campuses, York, there's an intellectual component of this. But as you just mentioned, Asbury, which is a college, uh, there's a revival. I mean, it's been going on now for days and days and days. Tens of thousands of kids are down there actively 24-7 worshiping God. How do you set the stage with that? How do you present the the intellectual, of course, is deeply important because these kids are learners, but there's a spiritual component here that is a mystery. I mean, it either happens or it doesn't. Yeah, that's right. Well, we we serve a living God, and God is not uh, afraid to wade into the waters, uh, the deep waters of our mind. Our minds matter. Uh, we in the CCO believe that everything matters. Every square inch of life matters. God cares about the pigments and paint, just like he cares about the, uh, the stars in the sky. And when people have an encounter with the living God, it changes their whole worldview. What's happening at Asbury is just a, it's a beautiful thing. And many of us in the Every Campus space, uh, over 100 organizations that have come together, including the CCO, we're believing that we're going to witness a mighty revival, a move of God on our college campuses like we've never seen before. That doesn't mean that it's anti-intellectual. It doesn't mean that it's a, you know, super hyper-spiritual. God is the one who dictates what the experience is going to look like. Well, we do know that God cares deeply about our minds. And so even when revival comes, when awakening comes, it doesn't come uh, devoid of a shape and form that is uh, inherent to God, right? The Bible says, come and reason with me and see if these things aren't so. Mm. Many people come to faith through reason or through rationality. Uh, as a philosopher, as an atheist philosopher, uh, studying at the University of Michigan, I thought that I would, if, if I was ever going to have a relationship with God, it would be this highly intellectual. I got saved through a supernatural experience with the living God. Mm-hmm. And so God is able to, to do whatever he wants. And mm-hmm. oftentimes what we see is that he chooses the things that are not to mm-hmm. shame the things that yeah, are. That yeah. are. Excellent. Yeah. Are York Morris with us? He's the president and CEO of the CCO. York, I, I don't know about you. I'm sure it must be true. But, you know, there's something about being on a college campus. The energy, the vibe, so to speak, is unlike any other space that you're going to find yourself in. So talk about that and what people can expect. Now, uh, the cool thing is, right, I mean, college students, but even people who are not in college are welcome to be at the at, at Jubilee. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, the full conference, all the information is at jubileeconference.com. You can buy a registration for the whole conference and take advantage of all of the dozens and dozens of workshops that we'll have from presenters from all over the country. You can come just for Saturday. Saturday is going to be an important day. We're going to give an opportunity for people to make a decision to come to faith in Christ. You bring uh, bring your non-safe Christian or your non-safe friends, rather, and have an opportunity to come to faith in Christ. We're going to have a, con- a concert with uh, Lecrae 
uh, that evening, and that's that's open and available uh, for people to buy a Saturday night pass. Nice. And it's going to be an opportunity, I, I think, like we've never seen before. I think we're going to see a number of people come to faith in Christ. We're going to see those who are already rooted and grounded in Christ have a, an encounter with the living God that's going to shape their, their lives for the rest of their lives. And this message that you've already, you've already innovated about is that this, this commitment in the CCO is that everything matters. Mm-hmm. Your work matters. You're not some kind of super Christian just because you get to preach the gospel on a stage or on TikTok. You're, you're just as much in the ministry when you're a financial analyst or a truck driver or a stay-at-home dad yep. because every single aspect of life matters to God. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. R. York Moore is the president and CEO of CCO Jubilee Conference. 17, 18, 19. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this weekend down at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center, jubileeconference.com. You want a deeper connection, a stronger connection, especially college students, uh, but anyone, as York says, anyone's welcome. David L. Lawrence Convention Center. York, we're super jazzed. Uh, Hope to see you down there this weekend. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Our great pleasure. Listen, do yourself a favor. Yeah. Once in a year. I mean, once a year yeah. and it's and since the pandemic. And we haven't met in, the, in person boom, in two years. Plus, Byron Borger's there with the Hearts and Minds Bookstore. The greatest bookstore. It's just fabulous in every conceivable way. Jubilee this weekend. My six-year-old nephew got his first Bible for Christmas this year. He raised the Bible over his head in celebration. And as he did, caught his mom on the bridge of her nose, leaving us considering stitches. Hebrew says that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, but I don't think this is what that meant. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and we'd like to slam you in the head with an important word as well. Many experts believe that even with interest rates higher, this year should be a better year to buy a home. Inventory should go up, competition over homes has come down, allowing prices to stabilize, closing cost concessions from the seller are back in play, making it for many a good time to finally find that dream home while it's available with the strategy to refinance once rates settle. If your family is thinking new home, we hope you'll remember us, our direct lender advantage, and that we provide a $1,000 lender credit at closing, a big thing my nephew would definitely celebrate. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. It's time to think about your tax refund. And Jackson Hewitt wants you to think biggest. As in, we guarantee you'll get your biggest refund or your money back plus $100. Who offers that? Come to think of it, nobody. It's one of the biggest guarantees out there and why you can't just file with anybody. For your guaranteed biggest refund, go to Jackson Hewitt today. Your wallet will thank you. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring but accessible, where academic excellence goes hand-in-hand with character development, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees like Eden Christian Academy in the North Hills. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. South Point Telecom specializes in electronic chimes for your church or community center. Replace or upgrade your existing bells with affordable, high-fidelity musical carillons. This is Don Hoder with 30 years' experience at South Point Telecom with audio, video systems, office phones, and computer cabling. 
Phone me now for a quick, affordable price, 412-646-6262, or go to southpointtelecom.com. TV news. It's a love-hate relationship. Well, let's be honest, more hate. We agree. That's why we're different. Salem News Channel has assembled the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to Charlie Kirk, Hugh Hewitt, Eric Metaxas, and more. There's finally a place on TV for lovers of freedom like you. Watch anytime, on any screen, free, 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Last night during the Super Bowl, of course, we, we sort of talked briefly about the earlier Super Bowl commercials, but two commercials ran last night from He Gets Us. And my guess is this has crossed your you know, viewing habits in the past. But last night, especially the second commercial, mm-hmm. I mean, both of them were excellent. So excellent. Absolutely excellent. I, I mean, the second one brought me to tears. Yes. It was so beautiful. The imagery is off the charts. I mean, people. People angry. Oh, man. Like screaming, yelling deep and hard. Everybody knows what, you know, those faces are like. There was a lot of terror in those early faces. Yep. And the last statement is Jesus loves the people we hate. Mm-hmm. It was so well done. And you know what I think is interesting? And there are all of these websites today who have put up lists, the best Super Bowl ads, the worst Super Bowl right. ads. It's not mentioned. It's not mentioned. Not at all. And if it wasn't it was a Christian th- message, it would have been you know, easily the top five I, he's, I ads so at too. Super Bowl. It's so well done. So beautifully done. And nonpartisan completely nonpartisan yeah. in every way, shape, or form. I mean, it's just beautiful. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, tweeted this out last night. She said, something tells me Jesus would not spend millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads to make fascism look benign. What? And I thought to myself, okay, so that's, that's, that's how a segment of America looks at those ads, is that somehow... I mean, I'm, she's exaggerating because she's a high-profile person, and she, you know, gets get, right gets the clickbait and makes money off of uh, and outrage. gets votes off of outrage. But um, the idea of Jesus not spending wouldn't spend millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads. Of course, that could be debated. Of course, that sure. could be debated. Um, but we've had the he gets us people on the air a couple times, and the thing that I like the most is they've said, "Look, we're not here to explain the gospel message to people." What we're here for is to get you talking to people so you can explain the gospel message. Yeah. Really, it really puts the onus on us. If you know Jesus, right? here's an opportunity to share Jesus. This is just a way to get the conversation going. It's not political Jesus. Nope. It's not self-righteous Jesus. You know, it's just Jesus. Yeah. It's the distillation of the gospel in a really clear, yeah. but it's simple not even, way. I don't think it's the distillation of the gospel, though. I think it's just a little glimpse of it yeah. so that when you and I have a conversation later, that's when you can do a distillation of the gospel with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I it's not that, sure. People are upset that when you go to the He Gets Us website, it doesn't have the correct terminology. It never mentions the word atonement or like what people have all sorts of complaints. Just a crack in the door. It's just a crack in the door. That's, That's what it's supposed to do. And maybe people are offended because they want another somebody to do the explaining for them. But that's not what it is. We're supposed to be doing that. It's 
as I said, the onus is on us. Yeah. And of course, it always is because it's not so much about Jesus in the culture. It's about the Christians in the culture. Right. That makes people crazy. And, and of course, we get that. And when we say Jesus loves the people we hate, that condemns us. Right. Yes. And it causes My us black to heart. have to confess me and repent ourselves. That's job one. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Senators slated to get a briefing this week on numerous objects shot down by the military in the past few days. Correspondent Bob Agnew reports. The Pentagon will brief all senators on classified information surrounding the aerial objects on Wednesday. Originally, the briefing was to have focused on the Chinese spy balloon that was shot down February 4th. Since then, three more objects have been targeted. At least one, shot down on Sunday, floating about 20,000 feet above Lake Huron, was seen as posing a danger to civilian aircraft. One of the objects was shot down by the U.S. military on Saturday over the skies of Canada at the direction of Canadian Prime Minister Justin Some reports indicating a lot of earthquake victims in Syria are not receiving any help right now. In the meantime, the death count in Turkey and Syria has surpassed 35,000. This is SRN News. Annuity guarantees rely on the financial strength of the issuing insurer. If you're over 50 and thinking about retirement, it's vital that you have a protected income flow you can rely on. Not so easy these days. That's why you need the book that could help protect your retirement future. The book, Guarantee Your Retirement, from financial leader JDM Financial, takes all the mystery out of ways an annuity strategy can help safeguard your retirement with their step-by-step method for boosting your retirement income as much as 40%. And today, the book is yours free. Ready to help recession-proof your retirement? This free book can be a roadmap to helping you avoid the uncertainties of the economy that could make your retirement dreams fade. Don't risk losing some of what you've worked a lifetime for. For your free copy of Guarantee Your Retirement from JDM Financial, call now. Call 800-337-8051. That's 800-337-8051. 800-337-8051. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month 
And that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch to the customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. We'll see partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 28. It'll be mild tomorrow with sunshine giving way to increasing clouds, high 53. Cloudy tomorrow night, a shower in spots late, low 45. Wednesday, mostly sunny, breezy and warm. Temperatures approaching the record set back in 1954. It'll feel more like spring than winter. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 67. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's gorgeous. Abs- that sun is so high in the sky right now. Lovely day. Lovely Monday here in the city of Pittsburgh. Um, yesterday, Kath, at, uh, one at church and then one later in the afternoon on the phone, I talked to two people who admonished me for daring to watch the Super Bowl. We're upset. What? How dare I? This one, you want to take part in that violent orgy? Um, just, just really upset. I'm like, hey, I, I, I like football. Really, that's interesting. That what? That it wasn't a place for a Christian or a any well-meaning people, basically. Yeah, well, the person at church. Yeah, it wasn't a place for a Christian. And my my second conversation with someone I know and love. Yeah, I mean, why would you waste your time on that? The whole thing is just an orgy of violence and commerce, and the whole thing is just stupid. I'm, they didn't say it outright, but they were disappointed in me. <laughs> disappointed. Once again. Well, they're not the first, and they won't be the last. No, of course not. No, line forms over here, please. Thank you for your kindness. <laughs> I, I Listen, I like football. And me I, too. Say what you will. And there's a lot to be said about it, of course. Damar Hamlin, notwithstanding, mm-hmm. who was, it was there good yesterday. to see him last night, wasn't it? Yeah, I love how they honored all the yeah. people who had a hand in his care. I missed. You know what? I did not turn on this. I thought I was coming in late. Actually, I caught it just as the national anthem was being sung. Oh, so you didn't see the his? They brought out on the field. I know. Oh, okay, you heard about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you one thing: that national anthem wasn't he rock star? Isn't he wonderful? That was a rock star. Speaking Chris Stapleton. Man, I don't know. Who, I don't, oh, you don't know him. I do oh, know. Oh, he is I went and looked so at him. good. That was one of the best renditions of oh, the National Anthem gorgeous, I've ever heard. wasn't it? I loved it. I mean, it was so... Heartfelt. Simple and Beautiful. deep. Beautiful. I mean, it was super deep. Oh, I loved it. You, I, you always kind of wonder. You know, oh, you would love him. Man. Well, oh, I'm, you you're going to be a fan. Thank you. Uh, you always wonder what people are going to do, right? Everyone gets a shot in putting their own personal stamp yep. on it. I mean, you know, just fabulous. How about Shirley Ralph? Did you see Lift Every Voice? No, no, I didn't see any. Oh, of that. you didn't see? Oh, that, my gosh. I, well, I missed that and God She's Bless epic. America, right? There was yeah, all this singing face. before I tuned in. Yeah. God Bless America. I didn't see any of that. Okay. No. 
There was also a really, really good uh, short produced by the NFL prior to the game, which was um, a compilation of video and still with Johnny Cash reading in the background. It was Johnny Cash beautifully done while there's a choir singing Shenandoah. Get it was out. really beautiful. Fascinating. Yeah, I loved it. All right. Uh, I did watch the halftime show. Yeah, that was something, huh? Well, look, again, I talked about this on Friday. I would not know. Rihanna, if she. If I fell over. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm not connected in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's all right. However, so the show was sponsored by Apple. Were they floating on phones? Oh, I never even thought of that. I thought they were like little. They Maybe were, they were. Here's my phone. And then and here's them floating on it. on it. And then those little, you know, sort of fluffy, furry people. They were like the polar bear monks. I mean, that to me was interesting. Yeah. It was weird. I thought it was very cool looking. The music? The, I have no emotional connection I, I really to am not a fan of Rihanna's. Pe- so if people were a fan, are a fan, were they satisfied? I think they were probably satisfied. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's pregnant. Right, I did see and that. And so I appreciated the fact that here's a a woman who clearly has a career mm-hmm. who also is pregnant. I appreciated mm-hmm. that. I also appreciated the fact that she was covered from head to toe. My wife and I were going. Oh, we're waiting for it to, everything to drop. Nothing nothing dropped. No. So I really appreciated that. However, can you get over how sexual music is? No. I mean, that was the Super Bowl. And everybody's clothed. And that was I'm tame. glad. And it was tame. By comparison. But... Seriously, am I make like? No, can you culture. believe it's really something? It's just where we live. It's it's real. It's just right. I gosh, mean, we've come a long way from Man, I want to hold your hand. Yeah, right? oh. I want to hold yes. your hand. Whoa, stop that, please. I, I kept thinking as I was watching it unfold, and you know, artistically, I really I thought it was interesting. I really did. Well, she but, was pregnant, so there wasn't like a whole lot of movement. What? What? Right? Which I was. Wouldn't you be freaked out being that high above the field? Heck yeah, I would be. Hope she was strapped in there. She was strapped. She had a little. I saw a thing on the back of her belt. So if she, she fell. Was she in. would be. She wouldn't plunge to her. Yeah, but, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's. It's not my music. No, it's not. I'm not. In, I'm yeah. Right. But, even if it isn't your music, looking at it as just a cultural commentator, you think, holy yeah. crap. I was just, you know, I was interested in, like we said, in the stagecraft of it all, the yeah. theatricality of it all. That's fine. Yeah. I li- okay, Lex, I know you didn't watch the Super Bowl, but I know you like Rihanna. Did you go back oh, yeah. and watch the watch halftime it? show? I did not, but I have seen clips of it. Mm-hmm. And I was pleasantly surprised by how, like, good I thought it sounded, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would agree that I was glad to see someone, you know. Everyone was pretty modest when it came to clothing, right. you know. Right. I, I mean, first time ever that a live, you know, that a pregnancy was announced. Right, sort of like a coming out party. Yeah, no one shot blue balloons or you know, no. pink confetti or Mm-mm. anything like that, right? No, but it was kind of cool. All right, fine. Okay, they were dancing on iPhones. Is what is my, my takeaway? I wonder if that was a, if that was what other people's takeaway was. Probably not. I didn't even notice that it was sponsored by Apple, even though now that you've said that, I remembered. They said it a few times. Yeah, probably 18 <laughs> times that I was like, you know they what? Did. I was too busy. I had my uh, my head in the white chicken chili. Oh, yeah, because you were having a party. I was I having was, a party. I was just having some chips and dip. Sorry. All right. Christian Field Guide to Technology. Straight ahead on the right home. 
101.5 WORD. Once I figured out, you know, it was a little boy, then I heard his heartbeat like I just cried. You guys helped me make my mind up. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you can provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY, or go to wordfm.com. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA. Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. We've been talking about uh, Jubilee Conference coming up next weekend, 17th, 18th, and 19th. The Coalition for Christian Outreach presents this every year. And, And with that, they always provide, they always present any number of really excellent guests on a wide variety of topics. And such is the case with our next guest. We're happy to welcome Derek Sherman, who's professor of computer science at Calvin University. And Derek next week is going to talk about a Christian field guide to technology for engineers and designers. And Derek, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you, uh, John. I appreciate it. So, Derek, when we think about technology now, uh, it's such a vast space. 
Um, and so there's the technology that, you know, professionals are using, you know, people that are in your line of work. And then there's the kind of technology that people in my line of work are using, right? Or just the basic user. Um, and so I'm yeah. wondering if, do, do we live in different worlds? Like, are, are you, do you have different concerns than I do about tech? Well, I think people who are developing and designing the very technology that, that other people are using have, I think, an extra special responsibility, right, to, 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 to kind of understand what it means to love your neighbor in mm -hmm. that space. The tools, you know, that we craft have such a profound impact on how, uh, how customers and how people live um, and also ourselves. I mean, our, our own technology shapes us. We're not immune to the way this that technology changes the way we relate to the way that we think to the way that we interact um you know we were just here at calvin university talking about chat gpt yeah. i don't know whether you've heard about that oh, sure yet. you know a, a new ai program sure. that's capable of of uh, of you know pretty pretty remarkable replies to prompts and queries and um and so just thinking about how can we use this in a way that that helps people and uh, to, to flourish and to kind of think about what does it mean to love our neighbor as we craft these tools. Right. Okay. So anyone who's a fan of science fiction, and I think, you know, most people have some connection to it. I mean, you know, whether it's reading Philip K. Dick or the Blade Runner series or whatnot, when you look at, you know, what the future may hold, it's often very dark and it, it's sort yeah. of, I think, would yes. exclude any knowledge of, of Christ the Lord, our Savior. So uh, as a yeah. believer, uh, Derek, I mean, a Christian field guide to technology for engineers and designers, do you talk about that? I mean, will the future, when you look at tech in the future, is there an absence of God from what you see? Yeah, that's a really good question. In fact, in our in our new book, we actually have one chapter about technology in the future and, uh, and sort of thinking about what shape technology or what role technology plays in the shoot in the future and there's sort of two sort of extremes that people tend to land on that there's the tech enthusiasts who, who tend to put too much hope into a future of technology and that technology will ultimately solve all of our problems and be able to um you know even there's even some people who believe technology will will conquer the problem of death and, and of course that's very problematic from a Christian standpoint in terms of what we believe, um, what it means to be human and, and what our capabilities are and, and so on. And um, on the other side, there's sort of this pessimistic view of technology that people think, yeah, technology will ultimately destroy us, right? The dystopian yeah. movies that you've mentioned, you know, the Frankenstein narrative kind yeah. of repeated over and over again that we see in our movies. And um, I think some of the dystopian movies have have a role for thinking about what the consequences might be if we unfold our technology in 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 unwise ways you know someone once said the role of a of a, of a science fiction writer is not to think about the the automobile but to envision the traffic jam you know what sort of things happen <laughs> when we develop things and 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 uh and with poor sort of design decisions and 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 sort of you know going in a bad direction yeah but i i think that the bible's clear that technology is neither the villain nor the savior um you know and sort of avoiding those sort of two two sides not seeing technology as the source of um sort of um solving all our problems and uh, which is basically idolatry in a you know in another way or seeing technology as sort of the the thing that's ultimately going to destroy humanity i think uh the, the bible paints a different vision about a new heaven and a new earth and it's not one that we construct if the heavenly city comes down from god out of heaven it's not subcontracted to humans you know it's, uh, it's something that god brings about and in the meantime he calls us you know to exercise freedom and responsibility with the 
with the possibilities and creation that he's that that he's given to us and 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 to you know unfold these things in ways that are responsible and like we mentioned earlier show love for our neighbor uh, and care for the earth Derek, what do you think are the concerns of your students, college students that are going to, they're graduating this year, uh, in the next couple years? Um, they're looking for a future in technology. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, what are the things that are on their minds or what are the things that you think should be on their minds? Yeah, so I'm actually this, this semester <laughs> teaching a capstone course for computer science majors and so we're, we're, we're looking at, you know, uh, questions that are coming up at this time, you know, questions about vocation. What does it mean uh, to use my gifts and talents in ways that, that serve God? What kind of things should I be looking for as I, as I look for work? Now, thankfully, our computer scientists don't have to worry about getting a job, but what they have to think about is, you know, what am I going to do with the gifts and talents and, and sort of opportunities that God has given me with the skills that I have you know how, how do I use that in, in, in the most fruitful way and so we get into questions about you know first of all what is what is a biblical framework for thinking about technology we've we've talked a bit about those things we, you know thinking about ethics thinking about vocation and, uh, and and I think you know because technology is changing so quickly kind of kind of wondering where where their career is going to take them in the future you know the students graduating now will you know, if, if the Lord tarries and if they, they're granted a, you know, a sort of normal lifespan, they might be working out from now till about 20, well, 40 years from now, 20, 50, 20. You know, they, these students are going to be working into a future that, that, um, that I think holds a lot of uncertainty. So I, um, I think it's exciting, but I think it's a little, a little intimidating. And many of them are actually, you know, talking to me about different job offers that they have mm. and, and what areas can they serve best and make the most kingdom impact let's say yeah I'm, I'm very curious about that at the church i attend it's a, just a few short blocks it's a very quick walk to carnegie mellon university oh yeah so, so there's a, a lot of people who are part of our church men and women who are in the yeah. tech sector of course who are you know engineers or professors at carnegie mellon and the local universities yeah. and so i wonder about that i mean how uh, how open would engineers, designers, other techies be involved in a conversation about faith, uh, who are maybe yeah. not believers, and the intersection of faith and technology together and what that would look like 20, 30, 50 years down the road? Yeah, no, that, that, that's a really good question, you know, and I, I say to my students, too, like, um, I'm glad that some of you are going to end up in Silicon Valley or you're know, going on to grad school and perhaps being in, in places where we would never be able to send missionaries, you know, typically. Yeah. Places where you can have a voice, places where you can help shape the direction of, of technology, uh, places where where you can be a trustworthy worker who can also give an account of your own faith when, when opportunity arises. Some of you, I say to my students, are going to be like Daniel in Babylon, right? You, you may be given tremendous responsibility and and an opportunity to you know to be uh to be a voice for good you know it's 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 this idea of you know as christians you know i tell my students you can't stand up in a boardroom and say thus saith the lord that, that that's not going right. to go over very well but there's so many ways to to kind of work you know with the, the approach is called principled pluralism you know understanding there's all these different sort of voices and worldviews at work in, in industry but being a 11 you know being yeah. salt and light working finding common cause with others looking for ways to use ai for good 
you know, ways to leverage technology to, to relieve human suffering and to help bring about, you know, um, helpful changes without putting our trust in it, right? But, but using it as a way of basically serving others. And, and, and um, so I, I, think that, I think that it's a legitimate uh, career for people to pursue as, as a concrete way of showing love for neighbor and actually, you know, helping shape the tools that are profoundly shaping uh, everything around us, right? And, and, and including your and I jobs, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shaped profoundly by sure. the technology. Sure. You know, when I think, uh, Derek, about... Um, I don't know about about how change happens. You know, John and I have talked about vocation on this show for so long mm-hmm. um, and talked to so many people in so many different realms of life. I've really uh, come to rely on that each person, each little person doing whatever their little mm-hmm. job is, wherever it is, but doing it well yeah. and bringing uh, peace and uh, newness to their very very small area of connection yep. as opposed to yeah. investing a lot of faith in public policy and i'm not saying public policy doesn't matter um yeah. or or investing a lot of faith in you know uh mega corporate business owners it's not that they're not important yeah. either but i just feel like we spend a lot of oxygen talking about those things yeah. when yeah. just you know just what each person does in their sphere i think is yeah. what really ends up steering the ship yeah, yeah, you in your small corner and I in mine and you know some of us will be will be given more more influence and more responsibility ultimately um but finding out what it means to be faithful in the space to be a faithful presence, you know, in the places that God puts us whether that's in, you know, um the public square or whether that's an in industry or whether whether that's in some other role, you know, I I think the main the thing I start with with my students is that our main calling above everything else is to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, mm. and everything else that we do follows from that uh, from that calling. Um, and uh, that comes from Oz Guinness, his book The Calling, right? And he said that that sort of is where it starts. So then, our work as an engineer is sort of secondary to, you know, our primary calling to be a disciple. And it also means that our work as an engineer isn't our whole calling, right? We're called to be. Um, to be working in our neighborhoods and in our families and in our churches. And, and our job is just one area where we live out that primary calling to be a disciple. Amen. Well, Derek, yeah. uh, our time is too short, but we're excited that you're headed to Pittsburgh next week as part of yeah, Jubilee. Me too. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially, you know, to, to know that you and there are many, many other people out there in the tech sector who are uh, helping to equip and engage a, a new generation of believers mm-hmm. in this, you know, area that uh, for a lot of people is fraught with uh, anxiety and fear about what is ahead. So uh, yeah. keep it up. Uh, we would encourage yeah. you in, in all the things that you do. Thank you so much. Our great pleasure. And listen, um, you just heard uh, Derek Sherman, uh, professor of computer science, Calvin University. He is headed to town next week, 17th, 18th, 19th, David L. Lawrence Convention Center, Jubilee Conference. Look online, jubileeconference.com. The notion of vocational calling assumes that there is a caller. And, of course, at Grove City College, they know that the caller is the living God. At Grove City, they're committed to helping us pursue God's vision for your life and believe that you will be charged as you find the sense and purpose in the working world. That is at the core of what Grove City does. The caller is there. The faculty, the staff, the students are all involved in that calling. Mm-hmm. So when a student sees that website and reads that, 
I'm hoping that there's a, a change, that there's a difference, thinking that there's some that there's some force outside my house, my family, my school, who cares about my future, who's invested in my future. Yep. And so even if someone um, doesn't believe in God, is that a comfort to know that with all the options there are in the world, with all the places that I could go to school, with all the things that I could study, with all, is there somebody who can direct me? And the faculty at Grove City College believe that God is that director. And um, I've seen through my family faculty members who have helped my kids understand that. Um, that they're listening to God, the faculty is, my kids are listening to God, and they're working together to pursue um, a big and bold future. The calling is yours. Grove City College, gcc.edu. Tens of thousands affected by the toxic water at Camp Lejeune are left with death, cancer, Parkinson's, dementia, birth defects, and other serious illnesses. And along with the harm, so many worries. My family drank the Camp Lejeune water. What if our health gets worse and we need more financial help? How do I protect my VA benefits and get the compensation I deserve and need? The answer is simple. Call James Harris Law, the experienced, trusted law firm that can get you significant compensation while protecting all your VA benefits. We're already fighting for hundreds of Marines, families, and civilians who drank Camp Lejeune water. But if you miss the deadline, you could forever lose your right to the justice you deserve. So call our Camp Lejeune legal helpline now. Now may be your last chance to receive full compensation. Don't delay. Call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878. Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Begg and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now, deeperfaithcruise.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. We'll see partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 28. It'll be mild tomorrow with sunshine giving way to increasing clouds, high 53. Cloudy tomorrow night, a shower in spots late, low 45. Wednesday, mostly sunny, breezy and warm. Temperatures approaching the record set back in 1954. It'll feel more like spring than winter. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 67. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Makes sense. This won't make sense. A Super Bowl party when your team isn't in the game. It takes a lot. No, it doesn't make any sense to me. It makes no sense to me. You know, it just doesn't. Because you turn like your Sunday afternoon into some gigantic thing. When That's to, what a party does. Yeah, I'd rather just, and plus, no, it doesn't make any sense. I don't want to be there. You're. Nope, I do not want to engage. Because mm-hmm. you know what? Uh, I'm going to have a little snosh there. Oh, I have to go to the men's room. Oh, now I'm kind of tired. Oh, That's so you can't go to a party because you, you have to have a snack and use the men's room. <laughs> What are you, 106? It's 
the worst reasoning I ever no. heard. No. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not. Oh, my. I am not. God. I'm done. Oh, well, you're wrong. Because the Super Bowl party makes all the sense no. in the world. You didn't go to a Super Bowl party. I had a Super, a Super Bowl party. You did not. Party. Yes, I did. Who was there? Yes, my husband and my daughter and it's me. It's not a party. What? It's not a party. What? What? It's your family. It's, but there's a minimum my number. My wife and my son were at my house. So why didn't you have a Super Bowl party? Well, we we sat around and we watched the game. Okay, we had that's... some snacks. Oh, my gosh. We, my wife made this beautiful chili. Okay, but so why why don't you call that a party it's then? It's not. It is. It's a it low-key Sunday in front of the two. Listen, I invested time in snacks. I, I shopped ahead we, of time. I, yeah. I, I so sna- basically, the problem is that you just don't want to admit you had a party. I don't think I did. Yo, you... Well, based on your attitude, it was a bad one. That was fine. I was happy. The game was over. I shut the TV off and said, I'm going to bed. Oh, good grief. Meanwhile, I had coffee ice cream with mini chocolate chips at 12.15. Does this make sense? Over the weekend. Mm. Chicken nuggets. Listen. They sound great, don't they? Mm -hmm. When I get excited, oh, yeah, I'll do some chicken nuggets. After I eat them, I instantly regret it. Oh, you feel sick. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to love it. You're like, oh, they're hot. They're mm, yummy. And then they're like, they coagulate. And you go, she's I'm glad I didn't have a party because I got to go lay down. I agree with you, John. Chicken nuggets don't make sense. Okay. There you go. You know why? Mm. Because it's like, it's just like chicken stuff that's like put together in little bites. That's weird. Or deep fried. That's weird. It's delicious. You know it's delicious. I don't. I, don't, I haven't had a chicken nugget, I bet, in 20 years. Oh, my gosh. No, I never eat chicken During nuggets. During the pandemic. it seems we... weird. No, it's not. Just it's... get a chicken sandwich. That makes sense. Gonna... Right? Anyway. Or have some fried chicken. That makes sense. Glad you enjoyed your party. Because <laughs> it was great. Because you know why? Because it's the Super Bowl. 101.5 WORD. How can you tell when you should get married or if you shouldn't? And if following Christ means being willing to cut the ties to your former lifestyle, what do you do if your link to the past is an unbelieving spouse? John MacArthur answers those questions and more in his thought-provoking series, Guidelines for Singleness and Marriage, this week on Grace to You. This is John MacArthur inviting you to listen to Grace to You every weekday morning at 7 a.m. on 101.5 Word FM. We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith. A time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. Fortunately, God does provide a way. To protect your retirement, I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action. In 1966, Time Magazine asked, Is God dead? Now best-selling author Eric Metaxas takes that famous question and turns it around when he asks, Is Atheism Dead? In his bestseller titled, Is Atheism Dead? Metaxas offers a provocative answer as he shows atheism to be not only implausible and intellectually sloppy, but also demonstrably ridiculous. 
Get your copy of Is Atheism Dead? Available now at Amazon.com and wherever books are sold. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive, and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business, too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at SalemSurround.com, and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. SalemSurround.com. Geneva College understands that you're passionate about your life's work. Through Geneva's graduate degree programs, you'll be equipped to fully pursue your faith life calling, excelling in your field, and moving forward for a purpose. In your studies and in your work, you'll be challenged to seek God's design in all things, integrating faith and life, aspiring, leading, and achieving your goals for all that you're created to be and do. You were made for this. Visit geneva.edu slash graduate to learn more. Alyssa Wilkinson is back with us. She's a regular guest on our show. She's a critic, senior culture reporter at Vox, an associate professor of English and Humanities at the King's College in New York City. She is the author of a book that we love called Salty, Lessons on Eating, Drinking, and Living from Revolutionary Women. And Alyssa, welcome back to the show. It's so good to be here. Yeah, our pleasure. So listen, speaking of eating... You and apparently my co-host, Kathy Emmons, you do this thing where you unabashedly, unashamedly, unafraid, you enjoy eating alone in restaurants. Yes, I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do. (laughs) Um, Okay, how did it start? Well, I, I, you know, I didn't grow up eating in a lot of restaurants, to be perfectly honest. And when I moved to New York, it was sort of a foreign idea, the idea to me to like go into a restaurant and eat by myself. So I think it probably started when I started traveling for work. Um, you know, and when you're traveling for work and you're alone and you get off a long flight and all you want is like a hot meal and, you know, maybe like a friendly face. One of the nicest things you can do is go in a restaurant, maybe sit at the bar if you don't want to take up a whole table and just, you know, enjoy, enjoy the experience. And then once you get used to it, it becomes not strange, which I think it is to some people. And uh, I grew to really love doing it in New York as well. Excellent. Okay, so Kath has been doing this for a long, long time. I remember years ago, like, Kath, your, your kids would be, like, at the youth group or something like that. You'd drop them off. You'd go and, and, and sit down somewhere, like Alyssa just explained, you know, at, at a bar setting, read a book, and have a meal. Right. Mm. Yeah. And I, I don't know how – I think I started doing it years ago, Alyssa, because I just had work – I I've, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I have a hard time – You'd think this is ironic with the work I do, but I have a hard time talking too much. And Mm -hmm. I just, I need to like uh, step back and kind of get my stuff together. Mm -hmm. And I realized that when I was working a lot, especially here at the station, when I, for work, have to talk to so many people, I am not good if I can't withdraw and like get recalibrated. And so that was just an easy way for me to like get away. And I could do work, but I wasn't talking. Mm-hmm. When I was doing mm-hmm. it, I think that's probably how it started. But that was a lot of years ago. And now, I mean, I guess probably another thing is that my husband's a musician. And so he's usually working 
at, you know, on a Friday night or a Saturday night or yeah. whatever. And so I was just, you know, I like to go out. And so and he was fine with it. I was fine with it. I mean, I think one of the problems I see with people, because I, people do remark to me about it when I'm out, is that women think that their husband is going to be upset with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely never had that experience myself. But like you, my husband was um, he was working in film when we first got married. And so he was working all the time. Um, and I never knew when he'd be home. And sometimes I'm the one who's working all the time now. Um, but, it, you know, it, I think that there's like a lot of reasons that particularly women, not just women, but particularly women sometimes feel weird about eating alone. And I wrote an article about it recently and in researching it discovered that uh, there really were, in some cases, laws against women uh, eating unaccompanied yeah, by how men. About that? Well, I didn't know anything about this until I read your piece. Yeah, so it was really interesting. I started talking to restaurant historians and learned that uh, one interesting thing was that for a long time, um, and this is in cities, you know, which you might have expected to be a little more progressive about this because they had more working women or whatever, um, they wouldn't allow women in if they were unaccompanied by men, even if there were several women. So it was like you couldn't, unless a man was there, you couldn't come in. And um the presumption was that you were a woman of low moral character right. <laughs> and perhaps soliciting if you were in a restaurant. But this continued into the 60s, uh, like the 1960s. Uh, one of the craziest stories I read was that in 1969, um, Betty Friedan and 15 other women went into the Oak Room, which is this really nice old restaurant at the Plaza Hotel that's still there that I've been in. Um, and they charged in like with signs. Um, said things like wake up plaza get with it now um and uh and managed to get essentially the law changed and certainly the policies there changed oh i love it okay so i'm old enough to remember in in the little town that i grew up in there was a bar called the roslyn street cafe and it had a women's entrance like the women had to drink in a separate room was it at a different bar no it was the same bar but it was a different room it was like the side entrance and i always loved how cool that was you know, we'd go in there and just kind of poke our head in looking for those, you know, those poor straggling women. And it was kind of like the room of shame. That is really yeah. that is really funny. So how like when was when was that happening? Uh, this is probably like, you know, late 60s, early really? 70s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the idea is, you know, well, in some cases, it's well, we'll keep any women, you know, out of the way of men. But there was also another reason for this, which was that. Women sometimes want to be unbothered by men yes, yes. <laughs> when they're eating. And because there was this presumption that a woman alone in public was asking for attention, then, you know, there those, those kinds of places that were either friendly to women or for had places for women were really designed so that maybe a girl who got out of her office job and just like wanted to have a a quiet drink or a, a quiet meal could go there and not worry about unwanted attention. Right. Okay. So I wonder about that. So there's you and there's Kath sitting alone <laughs> eating. I wonder if people give you like frowny faces or, you know, like I've wolves never... come around and we're like hitting on you. Well, I mean, I have had, I've had, I've never had a frowny face. Okay. Never had, have, 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 or that I've noticed. Um, yeah, there are the, there are the guys who come up and, you know, hey, you know, do you always come here? I'm like, uh, meanwhile, I'm reading like a I'm nine, eating clam chowder and reading a 900 page book. Uh, but they're the only people who've ever made comments are women who have said, 
I really like that you're okay to do that, which I got to be mm-hmm. honest with you. I don't look at myself as some kind of a reform. I just never think about it. I just, mm-hmm. it's just, okay, let, let, let me bring up this particular paragraph that you wrote here, Alyssa, because I think mm-hmm. this is, I think this speaks to what kind of how I feel. Dining out by myself, you write, is a form of self-care, a way to mm-hmm. derive immense satisfaction from the experience, the ambiance, the flavors, the textures, the chatter around me. Without a dining companion to entertain, I can sit with my thoughts, watch the world around me, eavesdrop on fellow diners, maybe have a conversation with the bartender if I'm seated at the bar. I start to remember then I'm not alone at all. I'm part of a community mm-hmm. of people, and most people, believe it or not, are friendly and interesting. Eating alone in a paradoxical way can get me out of my own head. Mm-hmm. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's much better written than I could have done it. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah, that's that's just so much what what it is. And you know, sometimes it's just because I can get into a restaurant I normally couldn't get into if I was asking for a table. Mm. So now I'm getting like a meal that I really crave or really want, but I'm kind of able to enjoy it by myself. But I really find the like kind of mindfulness of it as mm-hmm. much of a cliche that might be to be really kind of wonderful just being able to enjoy every piece of it. Um, you know, maybe if I have a question about it, I feel more comfortable asking the the waiter or the bartender about it because I'm not interrupting a conversation with a dining companion. Right. Um, and I think that's really, really pretty great and a great way to experience a meal. One thing that someone brought up to me when I was researching the piece is that there are a lot of restaurants where um, there's a chef's table, which is sort of like a communal dining table mm-hmm. that you can sit at. Um, and you don't know anyone else at the table. And so it's sort of like dining alone together. And that can be another way to kind of have a unique experience while while eating out. Fabulous. We're talking with Alyssa Wilkinson. She's from Vox, where she's a, a critic and a movie reviewer. Uh, also, she's written some wonderful books. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. So, Alyssa, uh, the idea of eating alone and what you said intrigues me. It would gain you as a single, right, one person eating alone. You would gain entrance into a place you would not normally get into as a couple. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one issue with uh, restaurants, at least where I live in New York City, is that they, they get very busy, <laughs> um, especially the better the restaurant or the buzzier the restaurant, and especially if you're trying to eat at certain times of the day. Um, but, you know, most places do not have reserved spots at the bar. And so I really prefer going and just trying to sit at the bar. Um, Usually there's a seat there. And then once in a while, you'll find yourself having a conversation with an interesting person who happens to be sitting there too. But, you know, nobody will ever uh, fault you for just sitting at the bar by yourself. In fact, they really, (laughs) I've seen looks of uh, relief pass over the face of, uh, of, you know, hostesses when I say, oh, I'll just sit at the bar. And they just think, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, Um, for not taking up a table. Yeah, so it's a great, but it's also a great trick for getting into that buzzy new restaurant that just seems to have the longest waiting time or, you know, is always too busy. Yeah. Um, So we're talking to Alyssa Wilkinson from Vox.com, and I feel like I have to say out loud something that I've been thinking from the beginning. I want to make sure that people who are listening to this conversation know that part of the reason I do this is I'm just selfish. How do you mean? I, I just I, I don't want to sound like I'm just so, you know, brilliant or, I, you know, that I have to be alone. It's just selfish. Like sometimes I just like a secret joy. To be, yeah. I just like to be by myself mm-hmm. and I just I, I don't want to be encumbered by another thing. And so that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. But also, I mean, that kind of selfishness sometimes is like, like you said, the breather that you need to kind of like come back to yourself and then be yeah. able to go out and do whatever kind of talking or caring or whatever else you, you need to do. It's like a little oasis um, that has a whole social ritual set up around it. And it really is wonderfully pleasant. And, uh, you know, after I published this article, I got a ton of email from people who loved it. And almost all of them, this was really interesting, identified themselves as being in their 60s and 70s and retired. Um, and they, all of them said, I learned the joy of eating alone after I retired. And now I do it all the time. And I tell my friends they should do it, too, because it was so it was such a wonderful discovery for me. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really great because I think that, you know, I'm I'm almost 40. People of my generation maybe are a little more used to the idea a lot of the time. Um, but I found, you know, people my my parents age are less excited about eating alone but it was really interesting to hear all these people say yes once i figured out that this was like a fun thing to do it's been so life-giving fabulous so it's not like the thing where you know a couple years ago somebody wrote the essay about bowling alone about the loneliness of popular culture this is a positive thing so Alyssa, you know uh, for for women who are out there listening and thinking i think i could do this it's a little leery the great encouragement for you you would say what I would say um, give it a shot, like go maybe go at lunchtime, which is sort of a more easy time perhaps to go into a restaurant. Find one that, you know, is just going to have a nice meal. It doesn't have to be extravagant. And bring a book. Make sure you bring a book because if you're starting to feel really awkward, um, you don't necessarily want to sit there and staring at your phone. But if you have a book, it makes perfect sense. Oh, you're just sitting there enjoying your book and your lunch and, and this is lovely. Um, and, you know, and then you can kind of graduate <laughs> difficulty levels um, as, as you get more comfortable with it. But, um, but you know, nobody, nobody thinks you're weird for doing it. It's surprising, do, Alyssa, how nobody, seriously, it's like John, John's dad. dad used to say, John. You know what people think about you? And I'd say what? He goes, they're not. They're too busy <laughs> thinking about themselves. Exactly. It's amazing how it's amazing how little people care. Like people do not people are not going to care that you walk into a restaurant by yourself. I promise you. Yes, absolutely. And if they do, it's probably not someone whose opinion you want to care about That is for sure. (laughs) Now listen, one of the books that you could take into a restaurant on your own is Salty Lessons on Eating, (laughs) Drinking, and Living from Revolutionary Women, because one of my favorite books of the year. It's just super fun. And here's the thing. If you are maybe daunted by reading or maybe you think, I, I, you know, I've had a novel on my shelf for six months. Alyssa's book is really great because you can just read a, a chapter about a person and then take a break and then read another chapter about a person. It's an ideal thing for your eating out alone experience. Alyssa Wilkinson, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, 
That opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. Every day we hear news about violent assaults, carjackings, and other acts of crime spiraling across the United States. Washington's answer is to confiscate your guns, but a new book from Regnery offers hope for a better solution. Professional firearms instructor and veteran gun store owner Larry Correa's new book, In Defense of the Second Amendment, pulls back the curtain on Washington's gun-grabbing agenda and how you can protect your rights as well as your family. Yet, In Defense of the Second Amendment, new from Regnery, available at Amazon.com. Do you have a loved one entering a nursing home? There's a lot at stake. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Depending on your family's long-term care goals, there are important decisions that should be made before a facility is needed. Talk to a qualified legal professional today. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we can help your family navigate the complicated Medicaid rules so that you can properly save some or all of your life savings from a long-term care crisis. Before you apply, contact Abernathy and Hagerman at a-h.law. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Cable news. Noisy, out of touch, on repeat. Tired of all the lookalikes? So are we. Salem News Channel is here to change the game. Streaming 24-7, free on your TV, with the greatest collection of conservative voices. Home to Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wokow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Like you, we say what's wrong and what's right. Unfiltered and unapologetic. Salem News Channel, we're the answer to the mainstream media. Learn more at snc.tv. Today is a national radio day. Right. National radio day. So is it connected to any historical event? Because this mm. was not the day that KDKA, which is generally considered historically as the first com- commercial radio station in the world, broadcast for the first time. Because they were broadcasting election results. So I would imagine that would have been in November. Right, right. right. And here we are in February. Uh, the, the significance is this Marconi, it's Marconi's think, birthday. I think it, like that? Uh, it's definitely connected with Marconi. If mm-hmm. you hold on for a minute while I scroll through national radio the paperwork day. I have. Uh, in 1894, uh, Marconi demonstrated the first successful long distance wireless transmission. Can you imagine. Often credited as the father and inventor of the radio. Yeah. I mean, do you have specific radio memories? Yes. Me too. What are yours? We'll name one and I'll name one. Uh, My father had what we considered a, and I'll put this in quotes, you know, an expensive radio, a high-end radio. Mm. And essentially what it was was, you know, it had all these different bands, right? Sure, right. AM, FM, shortwave, one, two, three, police. Mm -hmm. Well, I remember taking that radio up to our bedroom in the third floor and late at night, and I could not believe this whole panoply of people and places open up to you. I was getting St. Louis. I was Chicago. getting Chicago. I remember when I got ESPN 
I guess I think it's ESPN 1000 in Chicago for the first. I maybe I was in sixth or seventh grade. Could you believe it? I could not believe it. No, I mean there was someone, literally hundreds and hundreds of miles, and they were speaking to me as if you know something that I was interested in. I couldn't believe it. Um, the radio. <laughs> my specific radio memory, my first one. Well. I guess my first one is just being with my parents because my parents always had the radio on yep. during the day. So, so my dad uh, in the bedroom when he was getting up and getting ready in the, the morning, radio. he would have KDKA on. Clock radio. In the bathroom, he would have QED on. Oh. So he could hear the news, but he could also hear music. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and my mom would listen throughout the day and everything stopped when Myron came on, mm-hmm. which he, he changed times a couple of times, but in, in my head, he was changed on at six. Yeah, he changed stations too. I think he did at the six to eight gig for a while mm-hmm. uh, during dinner prep. And uh, so radio was just, I, I also remember being a little kid and listening to pirate broadcasts with my oh grandfather my and he died when I was eight. So I was pretty little when I was listening to uh, who would have been the broadcaster. That was before Milo Hamilton. That was what's his name? That was uh, the dude with the jacket. Bob Prince. Bob Prince, right? The dude with the jacket. Sorry, I wasn't around. Oh my gosh! Bob but Prince that was, was like, Bob Prince, right? Yeah. That- Bob Prince was like one of my heroes. I-, I listened to Bob Prince so much, I felt like I knew him. I mean, I mean, he was he was a wild thing, but he was he called a great great ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a wonderful broadcaster. What about? Um, Talk show host that you think of, Roy Fox. Yep, he also had the six o'clock gig. Phil Music. Uh huh. Um, Doug Hurth. Doug Hurth. Uncle Dougie, of course. To me, I he was that's the high bar. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but Roy Fox, I loved, and yep. I loved Phil Music. Yep. What so I love about Phil Music is great respect, and you see this in Ron Cook, that these guys were fabulous writers. Yes. And then they were also great on the air. Right. I mean, that's a skill set right, that's off their, the charts. But, right, but their first skill was writing. They were writers. Bruce Kaiden. Oh, Bruce Cotton, what a deep, yep. that brain of his. Mm-hmm. And you knew these men, it, right? It certainly seemed like that. Well, I remember, I remember. look, I'll go way back. Uh, Ed. Sh- uh, Shaughnessy? Uh, not Shaughnessy. It, it wasn't Ed Shaughnessy on The Tonight Show. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Party Line. Oh, right? Ed and Wendy King. There we go. Ed and Wendy King. I see. I never heard them either. Oh, my gosh. And they were, you know. Together. They were married, right? They were a married couple. And they were, you know, I knew them like late night, you know, after nine o'clock. And it was just little idle. Bah, 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 dee, dee, dee. It was kind. It was gentle. It was fun. Okay. Speaking of gentle and fun, how about Dr. Knowledge and Misinformation? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to them? Dr. Knowledge is still around. Is I he just really? Heard him. Yeah, I just heard him before Christmas. Misinformation? I, I, don't, I don't know where misinformation is. That, they that broke up? What about Click and Clack? Oh, the Tappet Brothers. Wasn't Man, that great radio? They're, they're lawyer. Yeah. Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, those guys are so funny. That was such That's a excellent great, radio. great show. Prairie Home Companion? Uh, sometimes. Okay. It was a Saturday afternoon, so, you know, and I'm not a gigantic, although uh, the, the storytelling oh, capability he, of Garrison Keeler was unparalleled. Else. I mean, he created an entire town out of, you know, whole cloth. Right. So, yeah, of course. Lynn Cullen? I love Lynn Cullen. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's a wackadoodle, mm-hmm. uh, you know, super live, but, I mean, she brought it, right? Right. She was funny. She's bright. Uh, yeah. Yep. I don't know. Nobody, to me, reached the height of Doug Hearth. Oh, or he was great. Myron. Yeah. Uncle Dougie and his knowledge. Seriously, 
you could know nothing about The Godfather and and spend two hours with or Doug nothing Harris. about Frank Sinatra. Right, exactly. I remember the day Frank Sinatra died. Oh my gosh, he, he did, did a tribute show. He did four hours or maybe five <laughs> hours with no prep. He of did course. no prep whatsoever, and he just was Playing. able to riff on that and yeah. play. And he had story after story. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. National Radio Day. and Lawrence, remember? Oh, Lawrence, Lawrence. They're, and they're both gone. They're both gone. We salute you, Doug, yeah, and everybody who's been today, behind yeah. the mic and in front of the mic. And thank you for being part of our radio day. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.